When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Patton Heels for Imar Insurance. Get an online quote and instant cover anywhere, anytime. Visit imar.com.au. Welcome back. Brighton Homes calling all tradies looking for guaranteed weekly payments at competitive rates from brickies to chippies and every trade in between. Give Brighton Homes a call. They've got a stack of work. You can give Brighton Homes open line a call as well to have a chat to us, 13 13 55. And don't forget, get behind the Warriors at their home game. They need a little bit of love at the moment. We've got Cam Smith on the line. We'll talk about that. Uh, it's their home game this Saturday. They take on the Raiders at Morton Daly Stadium. Kickoff at 3 o'clock on Saturday Arvo. So get your tickets at Ticket. Master. Good morning, Cameron Smith. You would have been watching the Warriors' last game with a deal of interest and uh, the second half like we have not seen before. No, morning, boys. It's um, what a second half it was by by Melbourne. They just they were ruthless, weren't they? They um, uh, like we've seen many times, not only across this weekend, but the first you know seven rounds of of the uh, the competition that there's a lot of teams that are just they're turning up and playing 40 minutes of footy fellas aren't they they're putting they're trying to put in a strong yeah, agreed. Four, 40 agreed. minute effort and then just you know throwing the queue in the rack and thinking that they'll be okay but um up until half time was a very close match it was what was it 16 10 at half time um and a couple of those tries to to the storm they they were off direct errors by the warriors yeah um one in well Two in particular in try scoring opportunities um, to uh, to the Warriors. Well, sorry, three of three of the, the all of well, the Storms yeah, tries were, were of errors. I, so I was, sort of was, agree with you that the, the three of them they were, we were talking too, but I reckon all three came from Warriors errors. Yeah, well, the, the first one, uh, Warriors winger was in. Um, he was he was in a try scoring opportunity and just spilled his lollies and Pappenhausen just scooped up a loose ball, ran fifty meters past to Jerome Hughes and he finished it off. Um, an intercept by um, uh, uh, who was it? Was it, was it Xavier Coates? Oh, sorry, Xavier Coates. Yeah, what am I doing? Yeah, Wrong winger from yeah from um, from a Sean Johnson pass again attacking the Storms try line. Um, but Xavier was good enough to pick that pass off, and the other one was just a, a it was a drop ball in the in goal, and um, and the Storm capitalised on that. So, um, oh sorry, that was Nick Meany who who took that intercept. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like so, so up at halftime, you're thinking, well, you know, this is a really good match. Anzac Day clash, always, you know, pretty entertaining, very tight. But yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. The Warriors just forgot to come out in the second half. But you got to give credit to Melbourne; they were, they were fantastic. Some of the, some of the football that they, they um, tossed <laughs> up in in the second half was just amazing. In the end, look how good they are. They've got Big Nelson putting up bombs. Oh, no. And and Pappenhausen's finishing uh, off. It's just, it's just. They, well, they, they don't need Munster or Hughes. You to reckon I have anymore. not heard the end of that from Webke up at work. <laughs> he he wanted to do he wanted to do the entire 
good, bad, <laughs> ugly segment on the news last night about uh, about Nelson putting up the bomb for the try. He said, don't worry about the other 53 tries they scored. Yeah. This was one of the greatest <laughs> tries in the history of rugby league. Nelson putting uh, up the re- bomb. You know what, Paddy? I reckon he would have wanted you to sh- uh, replay that try um, with that kick from Nelson because I think I think Webby put a couple of little grubber kicks in um, in his time um, for try- for tries as well because <laughs> it's the last person you expect well, to put a kick in. Hills, yeah, it's just Hills. Crazy. Let me interrupt you. I know you. I know you're eager to get a question, but this was the conversation in the sports department yesterday. So in the lead up to recording Good Bad Ugly about two o'clock, Webb King Gilmister sitting there chatting. And he said, well, I don't know why you're going on about that. He said, Paddy, how far do your records go back? I said, we go. He said, I put a kick in. But it has to be 30 years ago. I reckon I forget the date. You know, 1991. He said, I put a kick in because they stuffed it up on the fifth and the ball just landed in my hands. And he said, Willie Kahn raced the length of the field and scored. And he said... And I didn't get the headlines that bloody Nelson Asafa Salomon is getting. <laughs> he said he kicked that about 10 metres. And that's the only time metres. he kicked the ball. Yeah, that's the only time he kicked the ball where the bladder didn't come out of it. And as you can imagine, <laughs> what, um, as you can imagine, Webke was very sympathetic. Oh, Gilly, you know, nothing. Oh, yeah. no, yeah. Anyway, Hills, uh, chat. Nelson to- looked quite skillful. Like, th- that was quite skillful, well, wasn't it? There's a bit of yeah. touch in that kick. Has, has, he, yeah. has he been known to be able to do that? Um, he's, uh, he's been known to try it a little bit at tra- <laughs> training, uh, and, but he's quickly, uh, reminded by Craig Bellamy and the other coaches exactly what position he plays and that, that, and that, 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 those skills aren't actually required, uh, <laughs> come game time. But, um, to be fair, like, he is a, he is a very skillful, um, man, particularly for his size. Like you got to remember he's, he's weighing in at, you know, very close to 130 kilos. He's yeah. six foot six, um, but he's got great skills. He's got a great pass on him. Um, he can kick as well. He's quite quick over sort of you know 40 meters. So yeah, he's a, he's a talented young fella. Um, but yeah, just I, I think it just it sort of summed up, particularly the second half the other night in that in that Storm yeah. Warriors clash when when you've got front rowers putting up, well first of all have time to put it up. And then they put it, you know, on a ten cent piece, and your fullback comes through and scores a try, almost, um, almost uncontested. Hey, yeah, uh, it just sort of sums up where they were at. We won't stay on him, but I just wanted to ask: Has he got a decent sense of humour? Because we also found Benny Davis found it on Twitter. There was mm. a shot of him at the Reds match, and he was yeah. and he was holding <laughs> up a big sign yeah. to Suli Vunivalu. He said, "Remember me? I'm the bloke you won two premierships with." And Suli spotted him, and they they got a photo with him. And someone was saying, "Oh, look at this selfie! Suli Vunivalu got a photo with someone in the crowd." They said, "Hang on a minute, that's Nelson Asafa Solomon." I thought, "Well, that's, yeah. that's good good sense of humour." It was, yeah. No, he's, he he does have a great sense of humour. Um, he's a big he's a big teddy bear, really. When you get him away from um, the footy field, um, he's a big lovely fella. Um, yeah. But but Sully and and Nelson, they they were quite close mates. Um, used to spend a lot of time outside of you know footy and, yeah. and training, you know, with each other and hanging out and whatnot. So I think it was just a great a great opportunity for Nelson to catch up with Sully because they've been apart now for a couple of years and yeah. Um, yeah. Good fun, <laughs> um, Cam. Let's let's go on to Roosters v Dragons, um, mm. uh, and it's the first time I've seen it. Has it been happening a lot in a lot of games? No last tackle kicking when you're deep in their in their uh, defensive areas. Yeah, well, it's a bit of a tactic that that 
teams have uh, employed over probably the last couple of years um, heels, um, particularly okay. with particularly with now the rule like if you put the ball into touch, it's not a scrum um, close to the sideline. Like the, the, it's just a changeover, and I think they can yeah they can pick they can choose where they want to play the ball from. So running the ball on the last, particularly if you if you're inside the opposition 10-meter zone, sort of attacking that trial line, well, you've got two opportunities. You've got an opportunity to score when you run, um, less risk of, of, of kicking it dead and then handing the opposition a seven-tackle set. Um, and if they're good enough to stop you, um, you, know, you turn the ball over, what, two or three meters out from their trial line. So they've got, you know, 95-plus yeah. meters to go up the other end to try and score points. So there, there's there's been numbers crunched by you know mathematicians and, and all these statisticians about when you turn the ball over in the opposition 10 meter zone it's like the percentage is ridiculously low that that team will then go and score in that in that set in that ensuing set compared to say if you give them a seven tackle set or you turn the ball over say there's something happened like there's a ricochet and the knock on and, and then the ball comes out to the 20 meter line more teams score from those sets than what they do when it's turned over in their 10-meter zone. So this, this is actually a tactic that I've, I've watched the Dragons um, and I've called a couple of their games this year. They, they actually they don't mind running it on the last rather than yeah. rather than sort of mm. try, going for a kick where a kick is, is really – it's 50-50, isn't it, whether you get the ball back or the opposition. And sometimes when the opposition get it back, it, it results in a, in a seven-tackle set. So it's taking a lot of risk out of that last play. Yeah. Um, and and so what it does is if you don't score points, all it does is it just applies more pressure to the opposition to try and get out of their own end. Yeah. Uh, I'll get your word on Tupo's high shot on Ravalawa. Oh, I think that's just a – that's pretty straightforward sin bidding for mine. Um, I'm not sure what you fellas thought of it, but Same. That, that the last couple of years, that's that's been that's been a sin bin straight. Like, and we've seen, we've seen incidents this year where – um, there's direct contact with with the head, um, and and particularly in 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 that tackle there, where you know he had a fair bit of time to sort of sum up where yeah. he was going to hit him, and he chose to throw the arm out and, and he got him high. Look, did Daniel Tupo try and hurt him? No, he didn't. It wasn't it wasn't a classic swinging arm, but it was lazy and it was careless and it and struck him straight across the head. So oh, yeah, that that's that was a sin binning every day of the week. Yep, agreed. every day of the week. Yeah, it's like it's like the game has forgotten that. High shots are the things that are bad for the athlete. Um, they sort of say, no, that <laughs> yeah. was an okay high shot, you know? Mm. So mm. just they've got to get back to contact, you're gone. And well, definitely you know what? Sin bin. In, yeah. in Magic Round, he definitely would have got sent off, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think didn't, didn't hook um, Anthony Griffin, didn't he say, well, if that was Magic Round last year, he would have got two years in jail for it. He didn't laugh when he said it either. No, he <laughs> No, he was serious. He was serious. But I was just about about to say, boys, is that um, what I've found over you know, you know certainly my time as a player and now um, as a spectator is that the they seem the officials seem to crack down on a certain aspect of the game, and and that's what they particularly uh, worry about in, in matches. And then and then everything else is almost forgotten. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, almost like, yeah. oh well, for this month we're gonna we're gonna crack down on the ten meters, and then and then the following month it's it's about um, you know cracking down on the ruck infringements, and but but then 
the previous month of the ruling the ten meters that that gets forgotten. Yeah, and then okay. the next month it's it's high contact, and then the ruck infringements are forgotten. It's just it's a really strange one. But I think the the these polarizing you know one of a better word incidents where it's you know it's it's clearly a high tackle, and all all league fans and all like coaches players media whatever we've seen in the past that they were they were straight sin biddings yeah. where where you can actually match up that incident to others previously this year yeah. um and then for daniel to to stay on the field um i think everyone sitting around just going scratching their head just th- thinking to themselves you know what's what's happening here what, yeah agree what, what what are we doing this week yeah hey we'll, we'll move on with, to the local teams and you know you your comments about the Titans last week that they've been underperforming uh, mm. obviously hit home there because a couple of the players, you know, made comment about it when when someone of the calibre of Cameron Smith gives us a, a little spray that it, it's hit home. But it, it obviously didn't work as a motivator. Uh, no. They were, they were awful against the Cowboys and now they've got the Panthers Friday night. Yeah, well, it doesn't get any easier at all, is it? It's um, It's the hardest game of the year for any team playing against Penrith. They, they just, they don't look like losing at the moment. Um, and, you know, Nathan Cleary came out last week and said, look, we've, we're better than last year, which I, I believe, I believe that statement. It's um, watching them play. It's just remarkable how well they're playing right now. Um, yeah. For the Titans, you know, my comment last week, that, that was nothing to do with trying to motivate them or anything like yeah. that. It was just directed around, I had, you know, for myself, I had high expectations about this footy yeah. side this year. I actually tipped them to um, to be in the top six. They're they're far from that at the moment, um, and they're just, yeah, they're just. It's like they're struggling just to to find their mojo, just to find their best football. And I, and I felt like they 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 had patches of that early in the in the season in, in you know the first four weeks. But you look at some of the, the the games that they have played in the performances. You know, like they they only just they were lucky to go past the West Tigers. Yeah, you remember that game? They they scored like yeah, that's in the right. last yeah. thirty seconds yeah. off off a a ball that hit an upright and then come down into the uh, West Tigers player's hands and then he fumbled it in the in goal and AJ Brimson was lucky enough to just to to plant it down the in goal. So they were lucky to get past them um, in in a period of time where the Tigers weren't great at all. Like they're, Obviously, their last two weeks, they've been fantastic, but they weren't playing well at all then, and the Titans were lucky to get past them. Um, so, yeah, they... Look, I still believe they're they're a good enough side. Like they're, they're currently sitting 12th, but they're a good enough side to be in the top eight, well and truly. They they just need to be able to get out there and, and put you know some strong performances together because they've got... They've certainly got the squad. They've got the talent. Um, they just need to put all that together... Um, consistently, really. That's that's all all it's about. Yeah, so he's, the Fafita experiment, yeah. over. Um, yeah, I think so. I think so. Any any value in trying that? No, I don't think so. Because if you look at um, and Justin Holbrook said that he said the decision was made around basically around personnel and and injuries, and that was what he thought was best for the side was to put Fafita out in the centres. Um, but if you look at the first try closely, you know the Cowboys. The Cowboys picked that pretty quickly. That Fafita was going to be defending on their left edge as a centre. Yeah. Now it's it's a pretty it's a pretty it's quite a specific um, defensive position, fellas, because there's so much going in and around um, as far as ball carriers and 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 option runners in and around centres. 
Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of decisions to be made um, when you are defending, particularly on your try line, when you've got a lot of numbers coming at you and you've got to, you've got to pick the right person to take. But if you, if, you, if you can think back to that first try of the Cowboys, they went down there, it was like four minutes into the match, and they went to their left heading towards Fafita, who was defending right centre, gave the ball to Val Holmes, and Val Holmes just put some lovely footwork on, on Fafita, and, and he, he actually fell over. Because he was in two minds, and yeah, and he, that, yeah that that position was very yeah, unfamiliar was... for him. So, um, I, I think that that just shows there that they need to they need to get someone in there playing in the centres. That's that that is a centre, and they know how to particularly how to defend out there when they've got you know some good attack coming at them. Yeah, which which well, this week, boys. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, they, as they, I mentioned, they pushed AJ back to fullback. Will Smith comes into five eight. Uh, yeah, Jared Wallace yeah. out. They've they've lost Jolliffe to the uh, calf injury, so they've got their changes. So we need to talk about uh, Bronx and, and Sharks because this is a big game. Uh, Bronx mm. have got Sharks, Souths, and Manly. Their next three. Uh, yep. We'll take a quick break. And we'll come back. But uh, as you mentioned, Titans 2 and 5 and more than likely going 2 and 6 after they run into the Panthers on Friday night. Back after this. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.